This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. till i die tv watch and subscribe on youtube and listen on your podcast platform oh matt elliott here hi alan smith here hey guys ian hume here hi everybody jerry taggart here be sure to watch chris and leicester till i die tv for all the latest leicester city news and information you can also subscribe on youtube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on leicester city football club come on you foxes back of the net it didn't happen in 49 61 63 or 69 when they reached the final but the class of 2021 have delivered leicester city are fa cup winners at last and are history makers at wembley a modern day football miracle they have blown their rivals away they have blown us all away in truth Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City!
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. Welcome back. It is sloppy seconds time. And I couldn't wish we doing sloppy seconds with anybody better than uh, Brad. Uh, I've, I've been told by Chloe, he's very good at it. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm trying to find a bit of amusement in what has been a, a really, really awful day. Uh, I mean, but then again, but then again, it could be worse. Yeah, there are rumours that the Thames barrier is to close because of all the tears from the Arsenal fans because Mikel Arteta has signed a new three-year contract. It couldn't happen to a nicer club. Sorry, Arsenal fans. But uh, this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Find us on YouTube. And um, if you do find us on YouTube, then please, will you do that? Give us a subscribe, a like. And click that notification bell so you never miss a show again. And I think I've just lost all the Arsenal fans. <laughs> and if you are listening on podcasts, whether that be Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or your favourite podcast platform, we're all over the place. Thank you so much for listening to us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. I thought I'd be over it today. I'm not going to lie. Um, me and Brad said we would do this tonight because by then we will have calmed down if we'd lost or we'd have sobered up if we'd won. Um, and I, I'm, I'm torn because there's a little bit of me that goes, you know, we got to a semi-final. I mean, I was bantering with some Arsenal fans earlier, and they said, oh, how did you get on last night? I said, better than you, because we actually played in Europe. But it was disappointing that we'd got knocked out. And I think we lose games. It's part of football. It's the manner in which we lose them. And we've been saying all season, God, we can't wait to get all the players back. Can't wait. We've got Indeedy out and we've got Ryan Bertrand out. Not exactly you know, <laughs> team devastating. And yet, when the so-called good players are picked, because they're all back just in time for the, you know, the quarters and the semis, we put in a performance like that. For me, well, I tell you what, I was actually contacted first thing this morning. I woke up and there was an email off the BBC. So if you go to the bbc.co.uk forward slash sport forward slash Leicester City, there's a couple of us do um, sort of food for thoughts, if you like. And they call it, well, it's called the Leicester Talking Point. And he asked me if I could sort of write down my feelings. So I'm just going to read this to you. And... You'll either agree or not, uh, but this was a this was done at sort of half eight this morning. So, do do bear with me. Uh, I've got I've called it probably our worst game of the season. Football teams lose matches, but if what I saw from Leicester last night was football, then I'm my mother's aunt. Following Leicester is a roller coaster, and the season has been one long dip. Maybe we expect too much since we return to the Premier League. But were we that bad, or did Roma just make us look bad? I hate excuses, 
but we've been dogged by injuries. It's been disappointing, but we always said wait till all our players came back. Well, last night they did. And did it make a bit of difference? Did it jot? This is the squad that over the past two seasons has spent 37 out of 38 weeks in the top four, has taken us into Europe for consecutive seasons and that won us our first FA Cup and Community Shield. In fact, it's better because we have added league-winning players. I've been critical of Brendan Rodgers where I felt it was needed, but I am a Brendan in guy. However, last night I felt he was let down by the players. It was possibly the strongest lineup we could have put out this year, but Forest FA Cup tie aside, probably the worst we played. Jamie Vardy saw the saw little of the ball, while Yuri Tillemans put in a performance designed to put clubs off buying him. I could go on. Brendan tried to change the formation, but it didn't work. It was like watching Leicester in a training match, not a European semi-final. Our passes didn't find teammates. We passed into a space a player had just vacated it, passed it out of play. And every time we went for a 50-50, our players were pushed away like paper. Oh, yes, and the referee was diabolically bad and should never have been in charge of a semi-final. Rogers said there should be a clear out this summer. After that, I can't argue. And to borrow an Arsenal saying, without Europe next season, we could make the top four. Really? Brad, could we make top four next season now we've not got Europe? Uh, I mean, it'd be a nice response, wouldn't it? But I I think, you know, when, when you're able to have the joys of sitting back and, and, and really thinking about it and, and, and you scale it down, if 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 less even if Leicester didn't have have um, European football this year, would you honestly look at that squad and say it is primed and ready for Champions League football? And Do you know what? Big... Last season, Alda probably said yes. I mean, you know, we wouldn't have been, and we were probably would have been better off in the Europa League. But you know, we were like I said there. For two seasons, 37 out of 38 weeks, we were in the top four. So, yeah, we were kind of on the edge, but I don't know. I mean, would you agree with a lot of what I said, or was I too much? Was I out of order? Do you disagree with me? There's some, there's some very good points that I think a lot of Leicester fans would be singing off the same hymn sheet as yourself with, with a lot of what you said. But in, in I think what we've maybe got to do as Leicester fans now is it's like the club. We've got to regroup. We've got to reevaluate the situation because realistically, let's just say, right, the whole squad is fit and ready for next season. Do I look at our 11 or do you look at the 25? Because you've got to look at the 25 because on paper, that 11 on its own, fit, healthy, 100% for every game, can it challenge for the top four? Call me biased if you want. Maybe I am. That's fine if you think I'm being a bit too generous. But that starting 11, and I mean your Evans, Fafana, your Justin, Castagne, Ricardo, whichever one you want for that side, Dewsbury Hall, Madison, etc. Is that 11 good enough for Champions League to compete, to get Champions League football? Yes, it is. Is the 25-man squad there? Not quite. It's good enough to get European football. I fully believe and back that when it's ready and available. 
Champions League is still a while off it. It's not an easy ship to jump onto. You, you, we are seeing it this season where, you know, even Chelsea in third are looking over the shoulders a bit nervous recently. But you're seeing Arsenal, Spurs, Manchester United, they, they can't decide between them who really wants them. And maybe we need to look at the grand picture of things, right? Would Were we, were we, you know, in 2016, after we won the league, if you sat every single Leicester fan down and went, right, realistically, you know, let's enjoy the let's enjoy winning the league. But realistically, how many years, how many years off do you reckon with steady, continuous progress, are Leicester off even dreaming of competing in the Champions League again? And I reckon 10 years minimum. We're not at that 10-year mark yet. And like you said, Chris, we've already shown that we can punch above our weight when we've had the luxury, and it has been a luxury, and we've seen that this season, when we've had the luxury of having our top 13, I'm going to say 13 because there's probably a few players that you rotate in there, top 13 players fit all the way through the season, we've shown that we've got that about us to go and compete for the top six. But when we haven't, like this season, we've shown we've shown the chink in the armour and the floor in the squad is, is it's quality throughout its depth. Because while we've got individual quality that can back up the 11, we have still got areas of weakness that we need to progress. And we've still got a good four years until you hit that 10-year ten, ten mark to say, right, now we should be progressing to be a top four side. Because you have to earn that over a longevity. You don't just get it because you finish finished. No, no, you don't. You have to become and a grown in, in fairness, when we won the Premier League before, as, as Doug, and good evening, Doug, how are you? Um, I'm sure the jokes will flow in a minute because you'll be getting your own back on me for earlier. Uh, Liverpool were out of Europe in the 16-17 season. It benefited us. Maybe it benefited us when we won the Premier League because we didn't. We were out of the cups early. We weren't in Europe, and everybody around us was. And you know, it 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 made a big difference to us. Um, so I would agree with you, Doug. Um, and we've just got. You know, we're almost like a victim of our own success, aren't we? Because we won the Premier League when nobody expected us to. We had, and let's be honest here, we had an easy group in the Champions League. We could not have picked a better group for us. And you can't take any team lightly, but we didn't have sort of any of the, the really big names to compete against. And we made it all the way to the quarterfinals. Um, and, you know, the last couple of, you know... <sighs> But I just can't get because then when we got through the quarterfinals, we battled. You know, in that in that Atletico Madrid second leg, I remember Martin O'Neill, I think it was, that was summarising, said, Do you know what, Leicester, what, what have they got to lose? Go for it. Just uh-huh. go down and, and, and say to yourself, when you walk off that pitch after 90 whatever it is minutes, you you can look yourself in the mirror, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I gave everything out there. And that team didn't last night. Yeah, and look, we also have to remember we played one of one of the best managers that has ever graced the managerial circuit, let alone in England. And and he's just shown, like Carlo Ancelotti this season, is that he is far from washed up. He just needs a team with some guts about it. And yeah, people might not like it. And I, I'm not. I'm just throwing this out as a hypothetical, but may you know. I wouldn't, and I'm not 
again, I'm with you. I'm not yet quite on that Brandon Out brigade. I'm not thinking he's done all he can here and maybe we need to change it. But if you have that mentality leading your dressing room, like a Jose Mourinho, and again, I'm not suggesting that Leicester's next step is to try and lord Jose to here, but I would be for it. Despite what people think of him, right? People might not like his arrogance and like his smugness. But did you, there was one thing I noticed there, Chris, and people might come out and say, oh, the Roma players have thrown themselves on the floor. When one Roma player did that in stoppage time and, and Leicester got a free kick for it, he was there yelling at him. He was pointing at him and he was grabbing him and he was pulling him up. He wasn't tolerating that sort of crap from his players. And that's something that Leicester do need to fix. We need to find our inner Jose Mourinho. We need to find that bit of aggression and we need to find that bit of leadership and drive because that is something that Leicester lack. And I'm not saying it involves the manager because I'm sure a lot of people would not like Jose here. But sometimes you've just got to look for that when you're buying a player, when you're bringing in your staff. And maybe that's something less need to look at in the summer. But I don't think we're actually giving Roma enough credit because Roma came here, with a, played that game with a simple plan. Right? Yeah, Jose went, all we need to do tonight is score and not concede. Sounds simple, doesn't it, mate? But they did it and they did it simply. No, I mean, Roma, a very good side. Um, they're top five, six in, in Italy. We can see what it meant, you know. Um, Jose had tears in his eyes at the end, and oh. you know it, it it meant a lot to him. And you know he he may have found uh, his his you know a home where you know it it will work for him where it hasn't you know at Man United and Spurs. But I just and we we talked about this. Though, I don't I don't want to sort of harp on about it too long because we did cover it last night on uh, the end of the watch along. Oh. But it was just, as I said in my in that piece that I wrote for the BBC, I just feel that we didn't, not, not one of those players, I don't think there's one player that would walk off that pitch, like I say, that could say to themselves, I, gave, I died for Leicester on that pitch tonight. I gave it my all. There was too many, you know, we got Vardy's back, brilliant, we're going to score 10 goals every game. No, we're not. We weren't before he was injured. Why would we now? When we even now, we're not even getting the ball to him. You know, passes that were going behind the player. You know, the, you're passing to where the player was just stood and he's actually moved on. Play it in front of him. Um, if you're having the ball be, playing played to you, come to get it. Don't wait for it because everybody was waiting for it, and the Roma players were just nipping in, saying, "Thank you very much. I've got that." And when you are passing the ball, don't pass it to a fucking Roma a teammate that's being marked by two opposition players. It's the simple things that we weren't doing yesterday. And I'm sorry, Rome, Roma, great team. Mourinho, great manager. Good luck to them in the final. But they stopped us playing, but they didn't stop us not being able to pass. No, they, no, they didn't. And that's something that's been the pattern of our season, unfortunately. And again, yeah, we've no, always kind of said, haven't we? Oh, wait till we've got everybody back. It'll, and I certainly have. It'll be better yeah. when everybody's fit. And it, it wasn't. It was the same old bullshit. Well, it was. But again, that, that is something I think is fundamentally wrong with a few players in there. And it is a con it, it's concerning that it is the players that have been here for a while that still can't do it. And that is your Madisons and your Harvey Barneses mm -hmm. and that. And there are two examples from last night that I really scathed that. And I, I think rightly scaved that. And I've seen a lot of other fans, not so much probably 
pointing the finger of blame solely at them, but they were getting a lot of criticism for the fact that they were too dimension, too one-dimensional, too predictable, too mm. soft. And the problem is, and it's something that I have said, that if you really think about it, the last three or four managers have struggled to do, and that is Leicester were given that title in to yeah in the 15-16 season. And I don't mean the Premier League title. Obviously, we know we was given that. What I mean is we was given the title of the counter-attacking side. Mm. We were the best in the business at doing it. Yeah. But then we also we also seem to fear being that team that only knows how to counter-attack and nothing else. And every manager since and including Ranieri has tried to implement a plan B. It's gone to shit. And there was one thing that I noticed, and it's quite funny actually, that I your your intro video shows me something that I haven't seen from us this season, apart from the odd one or two goals this season. And that was the Cambiasso, the Tillemans goal in the final, and there's another goal in your intro video. They're yeah. all shots on the edge of the box, Chris. Mm. And we didn't take a shot until the 78th minute. Yep. And that was on the edge of the box. In fact, our three shots we had in that second half, one, oh, Madison, I'm going to punch him in the face if he keeps trying to side foot everything into the top corner. Just put your fucking laces for it, lad. That's what's most frustrating about you. So delicate. I mean, if if he was any more delicate, I would not leave him in a shot with a ball. <laughs> if you get that yep. expression. Because we're yeah. not leaving a, a ball. You know, it's just, he's so delicate. Everything he does, it's frustrating. Uh, but... We'll probably do an end of season. I know we'll do an end of season review. Probably me and you will. We'll go through the squad and talk ins and outs. So I'll save that for them. But it, you know, we we used to see the likes of Tillemans and Madison do that for fun. They used to have a shot that would sting the palms, and and that would allow a free ball to, you know, be latched onto by Jamie Vardy to smash it in the net, or Barnes would run in and he'd smash it in the net, or whoever smash it in the net, unless we would get the lead. Through that, they get an early goal and we're all back of it. Now, they're either not doing it at all because they're still trying to walk it in the bastard net like we're Arsenal under Arsenal Wenger, um, or we're just hitting them out of frustration. And guess what? You hit them out of frustration, keeper can get a deck chair because he's got nothing to worry about because they're going high, wide, and not at all handsome. Well, they're going straight at him like they did last night. At no point did I, you know, we, we actually look back at that game and there were certain points where them players. Had and not just Madison, but you know, Iniacho, Perez, maybe not Barnes or Lutman, because I barely noticed they were on the pitch at times, to be fair to them, or unfair to them, if you will. But players in that sort of 10, 15 yard area in and around the edge of the box weren't even considering putting the laces through it and trying to get one at mm. their goal and cause their. It was like, oh, where can I pass to? Where's my next five yard pass? Where can I, you know, just no hit. Sometimes you just need to see it to get yourself on the front foot and give their keepers. Do you, do you remember, play. Brad, when uh, in that fifteen, that fourteen, fifteen season, the Great Escape, yeah. and after that, like they said, because the, the, that that Cambiasso goal you referred to was in the five-three defeat of Man United, and it was after that that it all started to go wrong, you know, oh. and. I remember that season because I remember the season before you could have picked the Leicester team five weeks in advance because it was the same week in, week out. And surprise, yeah. surprise, we, 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 we virtually were winning every week. With that one, you, somebody would score a goal and they'd be dropped, you know. But I can remember nobody wanted to take a shot. They'd come up onto the goal and they think, 
oh god, I can shoot it. Oh, and I pass it. And there was yeah. many shots. And then Cranrich came on, and love him or hate him, and I don't think he got a fair crack of the whip, but that's another no, story for another show. When he came on, yes, he wasn't necessarily hitting the target, but at least he was having a fucking shot. It was, you know, it was, yeah. he was having a go, and it well, very it, much reminded me of that. Yeah, it did. It almost felt like the players themselves were scared to. To break rank, if you will, yeah. to break instructions, to go against what they're being told to do and not go, you know what, sod this, is, I'm, I'm taking this opportunity because I, I believe I back myself to score. I don't know if it's fear of missing and wasting an opportunity or fear of getting told off by Rogers at, at full time because you had a shot and you shouldn't have. You know we're trying to walk it in the net. Um, I don't know. And it, it's funny, again, you mentioned Cramerich. I still remember that match because I was I was working at the ground. Uh, unfortunately, not at the Arsenal one. I was working at, at the King Power at, on the night. And I remember I was watching it. And Cramerich scored in that game. One of the few goals he got for us, didn't he? And we lost the game 2-1. And, Which game and was that? Sorry, the, the Arsenal game, did you say? Yeah, well, we lost 2-1 yeah. at their place. And and I remember just uh, very distinctly, Theo Wilcott, and I think one of their defenders, and maybe even Arsene Wenger himself, all came on and said there is no way Leicester should go down this season if they keep playing like that because they took, they were brave, they yeah. were taking chances, they came at yeah. us. And that changed, the like you said, we slowly saw it, maybe even a couple of games worked. But that's when Leicester fans started to believe, going, oh, hold on a minute, we're not dead and buried. There is a chance we can survive. Slim, but we might. And if not, at least, like you said last night, Chris, even if at that point we did go down, you know, we were starting to see, well, we've still got that confidence and belief in us. Keep them yeah. together, we'll be straight back up sort of thing. And look what it went on to do. Last night, it was, you're right. It was like, oh, oh no, if I shoot, Rogers is going to smack me bomb. I can't do that. If I shoot and don't score, it's going to smack me bomb. And it's like, where's, where's, Where's that Yuri Tillemans FA Cup final? Stop yeah. this. You're not going to close me down. I'm going to hit it. Effort. We need to see that a bit more. Well, he's, he's been dragged back into playing the defensive midfielder role when we've got Chowdhury, who Brendan, like I say, was, was singing the praises of not so long ago, and we haven't seen him since. I want, I want mm. to actually... This, this was mentioned last night, and they actually mentioned it on Talk Sport, and they were talking about West Ham. Because you wouldn't have thought we'd have played last night, by the way. It was all Rangers and West Ham. But, you know, apparently we did play last night. Um, just in case you watch watching oh, talk, talk I mean, mm -hmm. talk spare. I mean, talk shy. That's what yeah. But, you know, they, they made a very... And it was, in fact, a, a valid point. Was that, you know, because they're saying, where do West Ham go from here? And they were saying, well, Arsenal are rebuilding... Spurs have been rebuilding and they'll probably come stronger next year. They'll be spending money. Um, you know, Man United are obviously going to be back in the possibly back in the in the pack next 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 season. West Ham could very much get left behind. And then there's sort of names like say like Brighton and Wolves that might be coming through and and, and I thought, you know what, that could apply to us as well. Well, I mean, it will. It will literally apply to us. I know it could do. It will apply to us. And I think, you know, not not to get onto the movie track that I've been on today with me for half, but it, it's the end game for Leicester in a sense. You've got to be prepared. <laughs> Is that a film you watched today by any chance? <laughs> no, no. You, shh, don't tell everybody. No, but, uh, yeah, uh, you, know, it, you know, Leicester have got to be prepared. You know, we, we, we talked about everything that, why aren't Leicester in there again? Mm. And why aren't Leicester in there again? 
Well, we we talked after that first season when we finished fifth, didn't we, Chris? And we was talking how it'd be nice to see your Wolves and your and and and, and your West Hams and yeah. and and, and non biased me here saying this honestly. It's not biased, but I include Brighton in that now. Yeah. Um, you know, joining that race and being up there and 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 as as an Avenger, as as Avengers assembling together to mess up that top six. Yeah. But you have to remember that we're not the only ones that are trying to improve our squads. And like you've just stated mm. there, it's not just West Ham and Leicester that need to improve their squads. The bigger clubs, and I hate the tag, but we have to separate them that way. The, you know, yeah. the Thanos of this world are also strengthening their squads. So we have, you know, we, the whole world's not standing still while Leicester just catches up and gets themselves Champions, Champions League ready. Mm. everybody's constantly churning and improving or rebuilding. So we have to make sure we don't get lost in that and, and continue yeah, yeah. what we, we have been doing. Yeah. So I say hi to Luca there. I know you've got your show show coming up in a bit, Luca. Nice to see you. Great news for you, Arteta signed for another three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luca. I, I did so that. I couldn't stop myself then. But, <laughs> Brad, before we actually go into the game in more detail um, oh. and look at the players and what have you, I mean, this is... Roma, like you say, that we're talking to, yet maybe they're not as big as they are or they were, if you like. But they're the only team that have been in two, uh, have been in a semi final in all three European competitions. Um, and do you know what? I don't necessarily think we maybe thought, well, I certainly did, fell into the trap of, well, you know what, we've done. Uh, we did PSV away. We can do Roma away, etc. But I mean, they were seventy third. So we're seventy third in UEFA rankings. Roma are eleventh. And should we be saying? Because obviously, there's two sides when you flip a coin. There's two sides to it, and we're very much looking at the oh, you know, we lost and we're not in the final. But obviously, on the flip side, it's guys, we made it to a European semi final. Not necessarily the one we wanted, I grant you, but it was a European semi-final. And I'll tell you something, and this is Luca and Arsenal included, 16 clubs, I think I said this last night, 16 clubs in the Premier League would have swapped places with either us or West Ham yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they would have. And and again, I think, I think the disappointment in our performance or what's being considered a lack of it last night, it is overshadowing the fact that I still wouldn't class, you know, even though ultimately the journey in 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 Europa League conference has ended with failure, in the sense of we haven't got to the final to potentially win the competition. It hasn't been a failure because no matter how much quality or what levels or what competition certain players we have in the squad have played in, as a club on a whole and has a fan base. We have never, ever had the joys to experience this. You know, you talk about 16 premiership teams. There must be there must be Halifax, Hartlepool, Rochdale, Oldham fans scoffing at Leicester fans saying, how do you have the cheek to be so miserable? At least you get to see your club in a European competition, yeah. let alone a semi-final. Maybe, we, you know, now we've had the chance to reevaluate and chill out and take our stress out at work or whatever. Maybe we should appreciate the fact that, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, we didn't put in the performance we were hoping to see. 
yeah, we could have lost a different way if we're going to lose. But at the end of the day, we're experiencing something that people are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years have been following their club and haven't even tasted a Coca-Cola, a Carling Cup semi-final, let alone a European semi-final. So I, I, I'm 60. I said this, I'm 61 this year. And I you know don't look you... a day over 60. Uh, you, 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 yeah, this is it. I know you're going to say I don't look it, but I look 70. But what I have seen in the last, I thought I'd seen Leicester. You know, when I saw them at Wembley beat Tranmere in the in the old Worthington Cup as it was then. I thought I'd, I'd hit the pinnacle with Leicester City. I oh. never thought I would see what I have seen in the past, let's say, ten seasons or whatever, eight seasons, and. The fact that I've been able to share that with my oldest son is like it's it's it doesn't compute. It really doesn't compute. But and 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 I I find no disrespect to Luca. I I've got to think that well maybe I'm turning into an Arsenal fan. Maybe I'm expecting oh we're in the semi-finals. We should be in the final. We can do this. But it's a very thin line. In fairness, between wanting your team to do well and coming across as that cocky, if you like. I mean, yeah, there is. And again, you're very right. I mean, God, I thought we peaked at that point, mate. I remember that game very well. In fact, I'd love to tell the story uh, behind that at some point. We'll probably do it at the end of the season. I'm not going to go into it now. I'll save that for the show. I have a funny story about that. But uh, I thought we peaked. And I'd never, ever... You You could have actually given me a free... You could have given me... A free pound. You could get me the pound yourself and told me we were going to win the league and, and I'm giving you the pound to put it on and give yourself a chance to win five grand, Brad. And I laughed at you and said, keep your money, mate, because it's a waste of a pound. You could have begged me to put it on and I still wouldn't have. I never thought for a second I'd ever see us win the league. I never thought I'd see us win the FA Cup. Not because we're notoriously bad in the FA Cup finals, you know, proud we've been in our history. I never thought I'd see the day we'd get to an FA Cup final, let alone win it. Did I ever see us, you know, and it just shows the development of the club, doesn't it? It shows the development of where we've come from over the generations. Because I remember when, like you said, we played Atletico Madrid in that quarterfinal, right? Now, yeah, we've got the history of Atletico Madrid. But if you if you were new, if you're new and you don't really know about the 97 UA, well, 96, 97 UA for you know, incident with uh, Atletico in that qualifier. And you didn't really understand it. You probably looked at Atletico and thought, I mean, realistically, Chris, back then, did you you sit there like you did last night before we played the game and think, we can can really beat these? We've really got the squad and capabilities. Or did you think, like most people did at that point, and go, let's go out fighting? If we pull off another miracle... It's a miracle. Last night, had we won, it wouldn't have been called a miracle. There was a we, yes, there maybe have been a bit of a twinge of arrogance with it, but I think we was in our right to think we had the squad and capabilities mm. to beat them. And again, people talk about small things in football. Despite the torrid performance, one flash of brilliance would have been level and maybe it changes the game. It's hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it just shows where we have come through these years. Because when we played Atletico in 97, it was a case of, hey, European night, never going to see this again. If we lose, we lose. But as long as we play well, we we put our heart and soul into it. 
but we yeah. never felt deep down like we're going to win it. Whereas last night we actually felt we actually really stood an even chance. And Jose even said the same. Now that might just be him being nice in the media, but he generally praised both clubs at that to are thinking they weren't sitting there going, let's City semi-final, I'm going to thrash these four five nil. They were probably thinking, oh God, we've got to be on our game against these. And that just, again, compare that to the arrogance of some clubs when we played them in European competitions and, and in other competitions, you know, like when we played Man U in like a cup game, they probably mm. thought back in the 90s, they probably thought, easy win for us, that'll get us through. I remember when we took, um, in 96-97, when we took Chelsea to a replay at Stamford Bridge, we had about eight mm. players fit for that game, didn't we? And we took them to a replay in a dodgy penalty to what knocked us out. But they probably went to that game thinking, oh, we've got Stola and Mateo. Look yeah. at where we've come from there. Nobody fancies playing us. So we fancy Would you say then, and I've I've had a t I've had time, I could say, uh, what I wrote for the BBC, I wrote this morning when I was still, oh, I hadn't had much sleep again and I was up and uh, it asked me to write it. And I'm you're supposed to write about 100 words, right? 364 I wrote. I said, I'm ah. sorry. I said, I said, you asked me to. I said, once I started, that was it. You asked for it. <laughs> and in fairness to them, they published the whole thing verbatim. But um, obviously, you know, we've we've moved on now. And I'm kind of, I've moved away from the, yeah, we were that close we could taste it. Because maybe we, we know we have tasted a lot of success, as I, as I said earlier, to beginning to think like, we were in a European semi-final. Exactly. We, we, you know, I mean, you know, look at, you know, I, I suppose, it, you know, it wasn't so bad this because Osman City got knocked out, West Ham got knocked out. Uh, so it, it didn't do too bad. I just want to sort of go through these because, and I know you're not the best lover of, or the, the, the biggest lover of stats. And to be fair, I'm going to back that up for you now as, as to why we shouldn't be. But, and it's a bit it's a bit hard to see, so I'm going to read this out. So obviously the main stat is AS Roma 1, Leicester City 0. But you just tell me if this is how you saw this game yesterday. Possession, 40% for Roma, 60% for Leicester. Um, yeah. yeah. Oops, I the I've, just, I've just pressed the wrong button on here. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll attack, tell you... I'll... Attacks 94 for Roma, 129 for Leicester. Dangerous attacks 24 for Roma, 80 for Leicester. Shots on target 4 for Roma, 2. Shots off target 7 for Roma, 8 for Leicester. I mean, I, was, I wasn't watching that game, were you? I wish I was watching that game. Yeah. Because... Uh... After the possession one, it all went downhill for what the tone is. In fact, the only the, there was only two stats in there that were probably true was the percentage stats, because that's become the norm for Leicester. We control the yeah. game yeah. in terms of having the ball and the two mm. shots on target. Because I remember very fondly, they were Ian Acho and someone else straight at the keeper's throat. Yeah. So only so I, I don't remember us having eight chances. I remember us getting a few corners, but I don't remember them being from shots. So more. Well, like... I double checked myself on the uh, lcfc.com website, and they've got yeah goal attempts eleven for Roma, thirty six percent were on target, ten for Leicester, twenty percent was on target, which would be two in fairness, you know. Mm. Um, 
I just Pemps, that sounds too much. Yes, it does, doesn't it? But you know, I, I'm trying to say I'm trying to get myself into this like let's let's appreciate what we've achieved. And yeah. yeah, if we finish and we you know, we were talking earlier and it's it's for another show, but depending how we see out the rest of the season, whether the players actually turn up for the rest of the season or they don't bother or Brendan decides to play the kids and, and let some of those come through because we're not going down. Um, so I wouldn't be against that, to be honest with you, you know, even if we lose a couple of places, but let's see what the kids can do. Cause I'll tell you something, when we played the kids against Watford, they played better than the bloody A team. Um, yeah. It, and, it, and again, you could, you know, funny enough, we played Brunt. Um, and I'm going to speak about him now um, because he's another one. Something again, and I will stress this point because it's a very good point. It's not a lot of clubs out there that seem to do it. Leicester have got one thing they're doing that's in their favour. The players that I would say that are committed to Leicester for the long haul, like your Fafanas with his new deal and his Justins and his KDHs, that he's got to look forward to going forward. And us fans have to look forward to. Brunt mm. played against Tottenham. All right, it was dead rubber of three nearly came on. That was probably optimal. No pressure on him. He can't affect the game in a drastic way. And if he does, then he's a genius. He's world-class. But, you know, it doesn't matter. He then played for the under-23s, I believe, a couple of days after that and scored. You know, if that's the sort of player that we're going to see, yeah. and I mean this with the greatest respect, Tillemans is going this summer. That's nailed on. That's nailed on now because I think we needed to desperately win this competition and somehow get European football from he, for him to even consider seeing out his contract here. I would yeah. not mind at all if I saw somebody like Brunt, who's already shown he can do it at this level with the flashes of games he's had. Yeah. Drop Yuri and maybe, like you said, Chris, with nothing to play for, yeah. not just giving these youngsters a chance to showcase themselves for the future that maybe are a year or two off, but maybe we start to look at uh, next season already. Maybe, you know, if you're going to pay the 15 million, which if you don't, stupid for Lutman, you've got to pay 15 million for Lutman, really. But maybe you pay your Lutman like he has been doing over Barnes, to be with the greatest respect to Barnes, question marks over Barnes in the summer. Maybe you drop your Yuri Tillemans for a brunt, you know, and, and, and we see this squad for next year already taking shape. Maybe we give a run out to Vestergaard because guess what? With nothing to play for, give him some minutes under yeah. his belt. Rest Evans, make sure he doesn't pick up around the season injury. You know, maybe not for Farner because he's only just come back and he's really young so he can play. But there's players there that you can consider to look towards our future and keep progressing. I mean, I don't know what the position is with um, the FA and the Premier League, but, you know, we've got two players that we mentioned on the show earlier. Um uh, uh, Craig mentioned one I mentioned the other Callum Wright and George Hurst were doing very well on loan now I don't know whether we'd be able to play them if they came back because they're not in the squad I don't I don't know but yes I mean one of the when when Brendan first joined us I said it was um great that he came when he did and didn't wait till the end of the season because he would have learned more from those seven or eight games at the end when he oh. joined us, that, that we were playing proper Premier League games rather than the meaningless yeah. friendlies. They're, they're, friendlies are a, a totally meaningless other than just giving you match, fit, match fitness. I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. we have two games on the same day at the same time with two different teams. So, you yeah, know, that's all. That's is all it, there for. Yeah, 
it, it, but, it's fitness, it's training, and it's integration yeah. for the likes of Dewsbury Hall, which is sort of this sort yeah. of yeah. game but, person. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, is oh. if Brendan came out now and said, right, we, we know what we got to play for. Like you say, we know this is going to happen. This is going to happen the rest of the season. And I don't know if he would because you know he, he may take the Premier League too seriously. But I'm going to play all the youngsters. I'm going to see what we've got because let's be honest with you, we know we've got some good youngsters out there. You know, look at the mm. likes of Luke Thomas and what have you, and KDH as you said. And let's give them let's give them a go. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't complain about that at all. I just want yeah. to come to a point that David uh, said here. Um, I think maybe we were undone by the occasion. Playing a semi-final in front of 70,000 fans became too oh. overwhelming for our players. See, I don't think so, because you've got players in there that have turned out for the country. For Farner, he's played for, for the French team, whether it be the under-23 or what have you. They've played in big occasions. Soyuncu, well, I know right, Soyuncu wasn't playing yesterday, but you know they've all played, a lot of them have played in the Euros. You know, and, and, and I mean, yes, it was an atmosphere. Of course it was. But then the PSV game was an atmosphere. But you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be overwhelmed by that. You should be, I think it was Steve, wasn't it, said the other night, when you're on the pitch... You just switch off and you just concentrate on on the game and everything that's going off. You don't know if the yeah. crowd are cheering for you or the opposition. I think you said. Yeah, and and a lot. I I do agree with you to the point of we have got the international experience in that squad, whether it's under twenty threes uh, or not. But it does also show there's there's another element that needs to be taken into account for for maybe players. You know, mm. get getting overwhelmed by the occasion it's it's easy to say yes for foreigners played for france under 23s evans born and bred you know long serving experience international we're not talking about players that didn't show that they weren't that because evans had a good game you know schmeichel had a good game he showed that the his experience and that was able to be composed in the situations. And our back line, minus that corner, didn't really have too much to do and dealt with it well. I think the occasion comes to something you have to remember. It's something that me and you have both pointed out before. If you take out a Vardy and you take out an Evans and you take out a Schmeichel, I'm not talking experience here. I'm talking that squad's average age. You know, this wasn't just the first time for every member of that squad because Vardy, Evans, obviously, most notably, and Schmeichel have, have have experienced not just their own European ventures at other clubs, but they've experienced it with Leicester. You know, obviously, only Evans is the only one in that at that them three, but there's others there like Samora. I know he didn't play again, but someone who had that mentality of playing in Europe, who could have helped anybody or spoke to anybody if there was. But we do have probably one of the youngest squads, and it's not an example. But it's maybe something you may think that they're overwhelming. They've never experienced it before. They've never seen this club. And all of a sudden, that little Leicester, little Leicester in Europe, look at little Leicester in Europe, what they do in there. You know, it's it's all something that, that mm. we as and, and savagery yeah. that the English media does that doesn't help the occasion. And I'm not, again, it's not an excuse, but I think you have to realise maturity, not just in football, no matter how talented you are, that's an occasion that, you know, them players would have been playing going, and I'm not saying they had a bad game because of it, but 
you James Justin, James, I'll oh, say my words right, James Justin, yeah, you Fafana, despite his excellence and brilliant football mind, you KDH, you know, your Lukemans, your, your Barneses, they would have been there going, wow, wow, this is an experience. I know we, I know I've played it, you know, I've played against this yeah. side and I've played at a stadium with Fujifilm, but I will give credit to that Roma crowd. It sounded, what did you say? It was 70,000? Yeah. You could have told me it was 140,000, I don't believe you, because they did make that place intimidating. And, and I'm not, again, it's not an excuse, but it's a learning curve experience for these youngsters. And maybe we have to appreciate the fact that me and you can sit here and everybody else that's watching can go, oh, well, they were fucking useless last night. I could have done better. No, I would have shit my pants. Yeah. I'm a goalkeeper. I'd have been wearing long trousers. So you wouldn't be able to see it, but I'd have been shitting me yeah. pants in that stadium going, oh, my God, one mistake. Because it's not just 70,000. You've got millions. And it would have been millions all around the world. It cost probably maybe not millions, maybe I'm exaggerating, but hundreds of thousands of eyes would have been on you waiting for you to make a mistake so they could have made the headlines. Yeah, no, no, and, no. You, you, you know you're, I mean? quite, you're quite right. Talking of the players... Here, no, there's no pressure here, Brad. But what we're going to do is we are going to rate all the players, oh, yeah. and then we'll see how that compares to what they voted. And if you're in the if you're in the uh, in the chat, add in your bits as well, and we'll do that straight after this. So um, here we go then. Um, no pressure, Brad. No pressure at all. Um, let's just have a look at some. Uh, the size of the crowd might not have been the issue. It could have been what the match meant. That's why us winning the FA Cup last year, albeit not with Wembley Stadium full, was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, like I say, you know, we, we, we're going to be debating this until we do it again, basically, aren't we? You know, yeah, and you know, should we have had the penalty that you know when Fafana was yanked down from behind, etc., etc., etc. So the, 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 there's there's all that to sort of we'll be talking about. But uh, let, let's just go on the performances as a whole. Um, we are going to start with well, let's do it. Should we do it in alphabetical order? I tell you what surprised me, do whatever order you want, mate. <laughs> let's start. Well, I tell you what, um, I'm trying to think, should we should we leave the substitutes till later, shall we? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, start first of all with, with Barnes, then. Oh, now, I haven't got a higher than a seven because, to be honest with you, in my eyes, and I think you agree with me here, nobody would have deserved more than a seven anyway. No, no. Um, I've always said that. Seven would be very, very generous to give to any player um, when you lose a game, unless they really stood out as someone who, like you said, put their heart and body on the line to try and stop yeah. the defeat. And I don't think anybody's going to get a seven from me, I'm afraid. No. Well, let's start with Barnes. He only played 45 minutes. Um, yeah. Where where would you place Mr Barnes? I mean, I don't think he's been on form for a few games recently, to be honest with you. You know what? The last six months have worried me about Barnes, and he could—he should be rightfully worried because it felt like over the last six months he's taken about six or seven steps backwards in his development. You know, every season we talked about, oh well, Barnes needs to cut in more. Well, then that season came along, and he, we started to see that for more. 
from Bob's. Oh, he needs to be braver and start shooting more. Well, then he started doing that. Oh, he needs to mix up shooting and picking out a teammate better. And they started doing that. And then, like I said, this last six months, it's like he's got everything. Uh, and I don't like doing this because I don't, I don't like it when people interpretate giving a rating to a player and you thinking you don't like them. But for me, it's a two. I didn't even know he was on the pitch. I no, did not no. know he existed for 45 minutes. He gets a two. No, that oh, this is what it's all about. As you well know, Brad, it's a matter of opinion. Yeah. Um, yes, man, it is. <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> on the link Sorry, Chris, I got a took my throat there. No, no, no that is fine. You, you do it, mate. Um, Ricardo, uh, he he lasted a bit longer, um, and sixty-nine minutes before he was taken off. I, I tell you what, you know, I'm I was apoplectic, and that's a big word. I've been reading the thesaurus. Um, I was in our post in in the post match slash watch along that that it became in a sort of thing last night, and I talked about at half time, didn't I? And you and Josh and a right giggle at my antics, but I said that Ricardo looked like he was the only one that was using our state of the art gym and put some muscle and effort in. Now you're talking about someone who showed the effort to put their body on the line and make challenges and be aggressive. I'm going to give Ricardo, I'm going to give him a six, but don't. I might change that to a seven because I was really actually impressed with his effort. It was one of the few that I can really note and talk about and say, actually, he threw himself around a bit and tried to drive us. So Ricardo gets a six from me. Six or are you going to go seven? You know what? Yeah. No, you know, you know what? He's a benchmark for the highest mark. Put him in a seven, mate. He's a benchmark for it. Right, hang on a second. I don't, like me, I don't like me six and a half, so we'll put him at a seven. We haven't got a six and a half. <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't like this silly half. I'd rate him at a half, but I don't like this silly half. <laughs> right. Okay. Now then, um, little Wes, Wesley Fafana. Bless six. him. Six. Six. Footballing genius brain he's got on him in young age. He, he hasn't skipped a beat with that horrific injury. Again, granted, Roma didn't need to, but they didn't really test that back line all too much. But he did his job. Yeah. Now, and I think the fact that you know he, he's committed to us, let's hope he, he he's not going to he regret that. He was in yeah, tears man. at the end of the game, bless him. So you know what at least meant to him to lose that game. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Mr. Evans. Good Evans. Six, six again, mate. Six uh, again. Right. Yeah, I think you've got to give it to the centre back pair and and and. Probably when we get to them, it'll be the same for a Marty because they didn't have a lot to do, but they saw it out. Mm. No, no, that 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 is fine. And then we come on to Mr. Justin. Uh, again, I'm going to give a six because I think he drove down that line. He tried to do something that Barnes was kind of stopping him doing in the first half, but. When, when he had the freedom and was pushed further up, he kept trying to do something with the ball. I think yeah. he was able to do a great lot, but he actually got into the box a few times. And again, you're talking effort. For what we saw of it, it was scrums and scapes. I'm, I'm getting a bit worried here, mate, because it came from my back line at the moment. <laughs> Maybe I should have added an eight and a nine on just in case. Uh, a good evening to Cyber Leader, uh, West Ham United Football Club. Hiya, mate. How are you doing? Yep, shame for shame for you, shame for us. Yeah. Um, may, may I? Sorry, you know, go on, Chris. Sorry, no, sorry. but at least, the, at least the semis for us both. And can I just say, 
the because the ball boys were safe at um, at Roma because they were told to hide behind the goal that Leicester was shooting at, so they knew they wouldn't get hit. So David Moyes ever wants to come out of retirement, we'll, we'll, we'll have him. We'll have him. Yeah, and what I just say, just because this is a nice little moment, and I know he we see him as a legend, but he's obviously clearly always will be a, a West Ham boy at heart. I have loved seeing the video of Tony Cotty on the fountain in Frank, you know, with with the West Ham fans. You know, before their game, it was brilliant to watch. I know we see him as a legend, T, old TC, old Top Cat, but I yeah. saw a video of him and the fan, with the fans giving it the big and looked half cut in old TC. But it was, I have to admit, I love seeing it, and it was a joy as a mutual respect thing with 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 sharing yeah. a common player. It was yeah. lovely to see that. No, 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 nice, nice words. And yes, cyber, uh, cyber leader. We've got to look on it. We've, we we're just saying before we've got to look at it more. Look. We were in the semi-finals rather than oh, we didn't make the yeah. final. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, so we are back to we've done James Justin, haven't we? All right, maybe the, maybe the sixes are going to stop now because we are going to look at Mr. Madison. Two, ball over, get the ball away. In fact, the most effort I saw from him was throwing his arms up, trying to g everybody off, which was great to see. Don't get me wrong, I'm. I'm I'm proud to see him. He was there yeah. clapping and trying to get them going, but he doesn't get your marks for your performance, mate. You fell over easy. You know, you tried that very cute, oh, I'm going to lean away from the ball and flick it with the outside of my foot. Well, you passed it to a pigeon, mate, because you didn't pass it to a lesson <laughs> doing that. He needs, some, he, needs, he needs to stop skipping leg day and upper body day in the gym. Like I said to you yesterday, I, I would close the golf course and the fun activities and I would tell some of these players, you ain't, earning the luxury of this golf course until you can put the effort in the gym because some of them, Madison's a the main culprit, going down too easy. It was very non-existent for me. Okay. Fair, 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 fair enough. Um, after Madison, we come on to uh, him who may not be with us much longer, Mr. Tillemans. I want to give him a four. He didn't, four. He didn't fall down. Like Madison, he wasn't as unnoticeable as Barnes, but he didn't do anything too underwhelming nor overwhelming. I feel like yeah. four's the halfway mark, really. Um, I don't want to give him a three because it just sounds like he he wasn't. Like he did try and do something. I mean, are, are we with Tiedemann's looking? And we've we mentioned this a few times. Uh, the fact that. He's not being given the freedom. Uh, you know, if he was playing the role he was he's playing now in the FA Cup final, he wouldn't have got that goal. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think so. I think, no. I think a little bit of blame has to go on Brendan for that a little bit. Because I've always said, haven't yeah. I, over the last couple of weeks in league games, I don't like the fact, and I'm sure Mendy is a bit pissed at the fact that he feels that he puts Yori there to babysit him. and Yeah. You've said that, yeah. It's, no, not good. it's not good. It's not good for either the player or either player. It's not good for him or Mendy or or, or Jewsbury Hall if he seems to do that with him as well. So yeah, yeah. four, four, a four. So Talking of Jewsbury Hall, <laughs> you know what? At times, the occasion seemed to get to him. He was a little bit static, but for the most of the game, it was fairly good. He again. He showed the aggression. He probably was the only one sat next to opposite Ricardo in the gym. Yeah. I'm not going to give him a seven, but I am going to join him with the defence. I think he, he deserves a six because 
he, he he's never let us down on that pitch since his debut, in my opinion. He's they never said, let us down. They said on the what BBC, I think it was the BBC. They were saying that there was times he looked like a you know a rabbit caught in headlights. Yeah, and I I I wasn't impressed with him last night. I'm going to be honest with you, but then you know. <laughs> You know, his passes were going astray and he, what yeah. he normally was doing well, he wasn't. But it's the first time, like you say, and, yeah. you know, it's... it's... I, I was thinking of giving him a five, but the only reason I've kept him at a six, and people can say five and maybe screw me and I can totally understand why, but the only reason I'm giving him a six is because even though he couldn't seem to get it right at times, for 96 minutes, he ran around trying to get it right. And that's yes. what I appreciate. That's what I rate these players on. I can appreciate, oh, God, he's shooting aside. That shot he had is still rolling out of play now. Yes. You know, the <laughs> no, good point the made there by, by, yeah. by David. Yeah. I, yeah, I've heard of the poor linesman still waiting to flag it for a goal kick. You both make very good points on that one. Um, will we, won't we buy him at the end of the season, Mr. Luckman? This was probably the worst I've seen him play. And I don't know if he was on the right side. I don't know if he can't play with a wet turf. I don't know if he had his boots on the wrong foot. But he was a two. And I'm not going to go any lower than two. I don't like ones and zeros because one, you might as well give a zero and be really harsh. And two, says it enough. He had a torrid yeah. game. He couldn't get to grips with it. I think he got overwhelmed. I don't think he enjoyed playing the right. He almost pissed off that it was on the right side of field. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a two, but we've got to sign him in the summer. This performance aside, he's still, you know, I, with the second that window opens, I want to see Sky Sports say Leicester put in a bid for, for Luton because I do really yeah. want him minus yeah. last night's performance. Casper? Didn't have a lot to do until yeah. the, the shot at the end. I do agree with a lot of people. We either need to allow our centre-backs to boot the ball out from a dead ball goal kick and stop him kicking it out long altogether or and he needs to be commanding. He's the captain, so yeah. he should be commanding that box from a corner. Maybe he could have challenged that. Because I know it might sound gamesmanship, and I'm part of the goalkeeping committee, but the way goalkeepers are wrapped to bubble wrap, if he comes out for that and, 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 and Abraham clatters into him and heads it into a net, probably gets a free kick. He's yeah. lost his command in that. He looks a bit scared. I think he, he feels a bit hard done by, so he gets cautious when certain decisions don't go his way. So for me, it was a four. I know he didn't have a lot to do, but there was was some aspects of his game that I just felt, oh, you need to be doing better. For an experience... A lot of people have said he should have come for that cross like you just did then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr Vardy. You know what? I said I wasn't going to do this, but I, 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 I think I have to. He gets a three. He really, you know... We no, we keep we keep, you know, giving the proverbial arse licking to Vardy when he has a bad day at the office. It's oh, it was the supply. He's just, he's a world class player. He'll always go down as a Leicester legend. But when he doesn't do anything in a game, whether he's getting the supply or not, <coughs> you cannot give someone a six and a seven and a eight because it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he didn't impact the game. He didn't get a chance. Whether it was him or not. When he had the ball, he didn't do anything with it. 
he doesn't get a rating. He cannot get a good rating just because we love him. Yeah, he cannot get yeah. a good rating because we love him. At the end of the day, as a striker, if this was that, if that was Dakar, we would have get. I reckon every fan would have said Dakar was useless. Dakar didn't do this. Dakar didn't do that. He's a three. He's a two. He's a one. He's a zero. Well, guess what? I don't give no bias or speciality just because of the love I have for this man. A yeah. club legend, an icon, a Premier League legend, in my opinion. But on that performance, it's three. Yeah. It was actually just checking there. 63,940 were there last night. Uh, let's rattle through these a bit quickly because we've got um, still a long way to go. The substitutions. Yeah. Uh, Perez? Uh, I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, he came on. He only had about 15 minutes to do anything, so yeah. he couldn't really do it. Yeah, um, in Yeah, in uh, people give him a lot of stick. Give him stick for Spurs and people didn't want him to start. He had a chance. He actually had our first chance. I'm going to give mm. him a five. Five, another problem. Um, Castagna, he came on on 69 minutes. Drove forward, tried, put a great block in, defending when Roma did actually come at us. He gets a six. Six. Came on on the 69th minute and probably came in with a mouthful from Brendan. Um, sorry. Uh, Daniel Amati, last one. Again, complete the back row, mate. Put him in there with a six. I think he was brilliant. I think he was great. Yeah, he had a full second half, didn't he? So. Yeah, he uh, he and he changed and give it credit to Brendan. He he changed he changed formation. So we got Ricky as man of the match at seven. Uh Fafana, Evans, Justin, KDH, Castagna, and Amati on six. KDH was the um fans' choice on the BBC for man of the match. Inacho on five, Schmeichel, Tillemans, Perez, four, Vardy three. And Barnes, Madison, and Luckman too. And I think you got that pretty much on the ball there, mate. I do, I really do. Right. So um this was the Europa League, uh, sorry, the, the Europa Conference League. Uh, but let's have a very, very quick look now at um what how can I put it? Our whole European adventure this this season, and we'll do that straight after this. Indeed, right. So let me get the right slide up. And if you are watching, if you haven't done it so far, please, please do uh, subscribe to the channel. It would mean an awful lot. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to A Matter of Opinion as well, which is Brad's channel. Um, it's very much um, a podcast more than a video cast, but he's done three episodes. Links are all in the description below. And um, you can find the links also on uh, Lester Till I Dies um, and uh, Facebook and Twitter as well. So, all right, let's have a that. look here. So, we've just done um, we've just done player ratings. So, we started off in the Europa League, Brad. Seems a yeah. long, long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it, it was. We and we started off really, I thought, with a really good performance because we'd drawn Na uh, Napoli. I was gonna say Napoli, then who the hell are Napoli? We drew Napoli and um, in, in the same group, and we started off 
and at the, at the start of the of that game, it was quite like, uh, oh, you know, we, we've drawn with with Napoli, uh, and I think we we're all quite confident about where this was going to go. Yeah, we were. I mean, you looked at that group on paper, and maybe maybe this is good for the Leicester fans to, for, for not just me and you, but anyone, the rest that are watching, and other Leicester fans to watch it and see that where this European journey started and where it ended up and what we actually did trials and tribulations we went through. Because it wasn't like, you know, last night's semi-final second leg performance was one of the, you know, was the only abject performance we've had this season. We've had it a few times when we go through the results, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But yeah, we got off to a good start. And, yeah. you know, to use your term terminology for the way we've been this season, maybe it was a false dawn as we knew yeah. what we know now. Well, I think it was because the next game we went over to Legia Warsaw and uh, lost 1-0. Yeah, I made a printing company very, very rich in the process because they, they <laughs> lauded that, didn't they? They they, they milked that for what it was worth. You certainly did. Was it the T-shirts they did or was it? Yeah, I think? they came out yeah. full time rushing around with like white shirts with the result print on it. Which again, well, we actually took that as a compliment, didn't we? Despite yeah. how annoyed we were, result was a compliment today that they thought it was a big thing beating us. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then we went to well, this was a roller coaster of a of a game, if ever there was. Four goal DACA performance uh, in Moscow. We, we obviously wouldn't be able to play that now, would we? But it, uh, we beat them four three. Yeah, and again, you maybe thought false dawn in it again, but you thought, well, if you mm. do that, you beat Liga, and that should get us through. We all know what happened, but that wasn't actually the case. But uh, yeah, European. You know, European nights were suddenly looking easy street again, weren't they? Yes, yeah. You know, your eager's going to score one more than you. Um, again, brought down to earth, Went, came back to, to, to the KP. Spartak Moscow returned to play us, and it was a 1-1. And, yeah, you know, at that time, I think maybe we were starting to think, hmm... Yeah, maybe. I think I think if you, now, now we can see it, this... Our European journey in all its glory, you know, maybe glory is not the right, right word, being since we're not going to end it with, with with it. But, you know, what I mean, I think that was maybe the result where Leicester fans maybe should have gone, oh, this is going to be tough. We're going to struggle because that was the they, 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 they were the two home games where Leicester fans would have thought, okay, yeah, we lost to them at their ground, but we beat Moscow at theirs, so surely we'll beat them at home and we'll, we'll, we'll beat. And that what 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 we all thought. Would have at worst case meant Leicester finished second in the end, yeah. as you're about to get on to prove not to be the case. Well, we then get got Legia came and visited us, and uh, oh. we beat them fairly, fairly comfortably 3 1. And that was like, you know, we'd we should have got the t shirts printed, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, maybe. And, and, and again, you know, you looked at that performance and you thought, oh, well. Now then, results can go in our favour. We don't actually have to win in Napoli or we can afford a draw. Unfortunately, I believe, if I remember rightly, what came next wasn't just defeat in Napoli, but Liga also also missed a penalty to send us through into Europa League knockouts anyway. But Yes, um, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the worst. It was like, well... 
you know, we, we, we always knew that the last game was going to be hard because it was a way to, to Napoli. So we always kind of knew, you know, we'd have to be in a good position by the time we got there. And it was very much like that Group F or G or whatever it was in, 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 the, in the Euros. Yeah. On that on that last day, I think all, all four of us at some point could have qualified for the next round. Um, yeah. Wasn't yeah. to be, like you say, we lost 3-2 uh, and it was very much a... Uh, you know, people. People have heard people sort of saying that like, doing a Spursy, but I mean that we were certainly doing a Leicestery on that game. Um, and like you say, led you Mister Mister Penalty. Was it the ninety fourth minute or something? And uh, yeah. which would have sent yeah, us yeah. through. And you're thinking like, oh bloody hell, you know. But that said, that said, we actually uh, well, you can see there we finished third in the end. Um, eight points, Spartak Moscow. I mean, the table doesn't lie, they say that, don't they? You know, 10 no. points. I mean, Spartak Moscow, <laughs> we actually did never beat us, finished top. You know, they didn't actually, yeah. you know, they took, took one, you know, they got one draw from us. I mean, Napoli came second, they got Barcelona in the next round. Um, and everybody was saying, "Oh God, you know." And I don't, I don't think we should have gone down into the conference at that point. And then we might have had a completely different Premier League run. But at that point, we we should have been out. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with dropping into the one, you know, thing below. But hey, you know, we we have to live with what 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 the rules are. But a lot of players saying, "Oh, you know, we would have got we would have got Barcelona, and we could have had to be, we'd have probably got knocked out." Because Napoli got knocked out, didn't they, by Barcelona? Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but then Frankfurt, who everybody thought was a shock, have got all the way to the final. Yes. But and they not. If you look at Leicester's performances now. after that, there's nothing in those performances that says to me we would have beaten Barcelona. No, very true, but you never know on the day. Barcelona have been in crisis this season. Yeah. They were probably yeah. the Leicester equivalent in their division for how badly their season was going yeah. off the pitch. They were hanging on to Europe. It, it might have been a blessing, mate. You know, who knows? We, you know, we'd have, if the League of Warsaw had scored that penalty, we'd have played Barcelona. We'd be talking about how we got knocked out in the quarterfinals, but at least we played Barcelona. You don't know, do you? You, know, you don't it's know. You don't. But hey, we, we stayed in Europe longer than uh, either Spartak, Moscow or Napoli, <laughs> who beat us. And we ended up in the Europa Conference where we had to go and play in the playoffs. And we all got our maps out and thought, who the hell are Randers? I don't know. That could be a song by Smokey. Randers, Randers, who the are Randers? But we 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 did it. I mean, you know, 4-1 at Leicester. Uh, we went away. Barnes scored in virtually the second minute, which killed the whole thing off. 7-2. Yeah, I mean, that was impressive, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, not bad for for a club whose manager uh, sheepishly didn't know or understand the competition. Yeah. Didn't know it existed and whatnot, which is, you know, you can kind of tongue-in-cheek laugh at it now, can't you, thinking about it? You know, yeah. we're moaning when we get to a final competition our boss didn't even know about. So, um, but yeah, and, and again, not to say false doors, but, you know, I think respectively, I'm with you. I don't like teams that get their second and third and fourth and fifth chance to to play European football in terms of dropping out through the competitions and whatnot. No. But <laughs> at least 
at least we weren't given a free pass into the knockout rounds. We have to go for a qualifier. So whether it was Randers, Rangers, or bloody Real Batiste, you yeah. know, we, we had to take on a side, you know, and it was it was probably good for Leicester, given their unknown state in the competition. You know, they thought they were done with Europe. They were out of it. They'd failed and that. You know, they, they really took the initiative. You know, it would have been easy and you, you know, you would have been forgiven for thinking, oh, God, here we go. We're going to do a League of Warsaw again. Excuse me. You know, to see a, two performances of that quality, you know, maybe give us that overconfidence that we, we were going to walk to the final, yes. in a sense, as well. Yeah. I mean, all, all these games we had, you know, we had the first leg at home, which probably, you know, we could say didn't help us. But we then sort of, we came up against Wrens in the next round and we suddenly thought, Oh, hang on a minute. This is getting a bit serious now. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we got two-goal lead with the Inacho against scoring uh, in injury time. We seem to – our whole season seems to have been around injury time goals. But 2-0 oh, yeah. went over there. And what what a, what a comeback game for, for Little Wes. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't have um, had a comeback game pictured any better for him could you not only yeah. does he come back and your team wins and progresses through to the quarterfinals of the European competition but he gets the goal that inevitably puts Leicester in the hat for, for, for the quarterfinals it was a yes. great occasion and in a weird way for the sentiment and for what it meant to Leicester at that point it's probably I mean obviously all right, beating Eindhoven to get to semi-final will, will be that case but it's definitely the second most you know, biggest occasion for Leicester as a club because yeah. that game was met with sentiment as well as success. Yeah. And then we found ourselves in the quarterfinals and suddenly you, you, you're, you're looking at it. And this competition may well be rem remembered for the uh, two teams in one that, that, that are, of course, blood-limped. Uh, but if you took them out of the, the equation, the other seven, and we include Leicester in this, you're looking at, ex-Champions League clubs and not, I'm not talking 40, 50 years ago, you know, we're talking maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, all these teams have been in the Champions League and you're still looking at it and thinking like, I thought this was supposed to be a Mickey Mouse competition. <laughs> yeah, and again, you know, we, we did allude to it that maybe it was, well, it, it is, it is a poorly worded competition um, yes. to call it a conference because I think anywhere you know, we're not talking the meeting group, are you? You're talking conference means lower league to the English public yeah. and probably doesn't mean too many great high esteemed in, in other countries. So it didn't help it. But yeah, again, seven out of the eight clubs with European clubs and, and probably six out of them because you probably take only us out of that occasion. You know, European giants, final, yeah. Mars, you know, that, you know, Roma, Marseille and that, PSV and everybody. Our giants in the competition, they've not just played in Champions League, but they've played in Europe consistently, season in, season out. There's probably only been a handful of seasons between the other six clubs that they haven't been in Europe between them individually. Mm. And again, the competition got labelled as a Mickey Mouse Cup before it even had a chance to have a competition of it. You, you know, I found it very harsh and very unfair that fans were saying, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, don't want to be in it. It was like, hold well, mm. on a minute. You, you know, you, you're cutting ties with a competition before you've even established the quality of of that in it. It wasn't, you know, 
it's not like we played Randers in the final and won the final 7-2. No, we 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 played probably the hardest opposition that were left in the competition to get to where we were. Yeah. Oh, great. And we, we came up then, obviously, against Roma, and we won't bring that up because we, we, know, <laughs> we know how that ended up. But, I mean, in a way, because, you know, we, we joke about Blodo Glimp, but they, they actually beat Roma 6-1 or something at, at their place. In the in their quarter final, Roma beat Roma lost to them in the first leg, and I was thinking, hang on a second here, I'd sooner have Roma because I'd been to Norway, I'd been above the Arctic Circle where blood limped is, and believe you me, it was bloody cold. And, yeah. Um, I think if even if we played at ten in the morning, it might have been dark. I don't know if that's the right time of year or not. Uh, and it's a plastic pitch, and this is why they were winning because nobody. It, when QPR first had a plastic pitch, they did really well because nobody else could handle the bounce or get used to the ball. They played and trade on it with you. So kind of thinking, yeah, let's not get Bodo glibbed, please. Let's not get Bodo glib. But um, but yeah, that was that was Europe, our European tour 2021-22. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this now and I'm gonna say we got to a European semi-final. Manchester yeah. City, Manchester City did it. Uh, Chelsea didn't do it this season. Man U didn't do it. Tottenham Man didn't U didn't do it. Do no. It. Arsenal were they in Europe this season? Just remind me. No, Brexit FC didn't make it, mate. No, you're quite right. And of course, you know, Tottenham were the the naughty boys of the competition and got thrown out. Yeah, well, they fell down the European stairs, didn't they? I mean. You know what you're getting me about Spurs saying is he goes, Oh, yeah, well, it weren't fair, we got thrown out. No, actually, what happened was you was made to forfeit a game. Now, right or wrong, and you could argue that they were made to forfeit a game. I'm sorry, but if Leicester fans were disappointed that we didn't have enough points on the board to get out, make sure we got out of the group, they didn't even finish third in their group. They got rightly out. You know, they needed to, they yeah. would have played that game still needing to win that to even get out of their group. They played five games before that and weren't good enough to secure their place. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with whether they were rightly or wrongly not awarded the chance to replay that game. That's, that's old news. You can't change what's been made. But they should have had enough in the first five games with enough points on the board to make it go. Oh, it didn't matter. So I think if you look at it that way, We've had, maybe it didn't end in success, but I think we've had a very successful European campaign. No, as I say, we, we have got a European semi-final out of it and that has got to be got to be good. I mean, I'm just looking here. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, when you click on it, oh, it brings up Feyenoord Roma. But I'm just having a look because Tottenham actually lost to um, a... a they lost to the worst, club, didn't they? They lost to the lowest ranked club in the competition in its entirety when it started. And when we played Randers, they were the lowest ranked club left in the competition. And that's how bad Spurs were in the competition, mate. The club they played and lost to, it was oh. the lowest ranked side in the European ranking system. <laughs> to be tell you, I'm just looking down here, and their first game was actually they drew two two with Rens. They couldn't even win well, that. And, 
we we managed to beat Rennes. Yeah, so, yeah. Who well, had a better well, season, Tottenham? I think you found we did, mate. I'm I'm just just I'm just being cheeky. I'm just trying to find out who who who, who they lost to. AS Moore or something like they played a they played a team yeah. who was like the same name as like Lucas Moira, and I took that the same sounds, name. That sounds. Yes. Um, and weren't Celtic the only team, just in case you're watching, Chris, Sutton, that actually got knocked out of all three European competitions this oh, season? I'll tell you what, forget Rangers getting to a final. That's more impressive. How you manage that one, I don't know. Well done, Celtic. Take a bow. You have to one-up Rangers, don't you? You know what? I'm not I'm not really caring about Scottish football and that. It's not really something. But I hope Rangers, yeah. good luck to Rangers in the final. I will say that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I say good luck to them as well. And, and uh, no, Miura was the game that yeah. was actually postponed that they, they, they got lost out for not playing. But I think they, they lost them. Lost, yeah, they actually lost 1-0 to Pacos Fiera or somebody. Patrick Fiera? Bloody hell, got beat by Patrick Fiera. They couldn't even <laughs> beat him, I know. Um, it was Pacos... P-A-C-O-S, I think it was a Portuguese team. The coach was Jorge Simayo. Um, but, yeah. But then again, that was under Santos' Santos reign. But um, Still, it's embarrassing. It, well, exactly, yes, yes. And I'm sorry, I had to, I had to look at that for you, Tottenham. Um, may, 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 I just, may I just say, to, speaking to Rangers, I, I would not... I would not mind them being a bit a little bit a little bit smug mode and sending a few uh, pictures of Stephen Jet Stephen Gerrard's Twitter account about how they've gone to a European final while he's managing like mid table Villa. Yes, yeah, yeah. They were they are actually Portuguese. It says here, uh, Pacos yeah, one nil. Ah, oh, Tottenham, hey Tottenham. What can I say? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brad. It's over for another year. We haven't got European football next season, but you know what? Tottenham, when it, when I was when I was I was I was fishing big style on Stephen's cha Arsenal channel earlier about the the the, ex the 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 contract extension, and when he was saying to me, he said, "Oh, how did you get on last night?" And I went, "I'm going to quote what you said, and that is, we haven't got Europe next season, so we can concentrate on the league." See how yeah. Tottenham get on with if they end up getting well, they should end up getting European football. See how they get on with two games a week. Yeah, yeah, very true, mate. Very true. Because yeah. I, yeah. I think that the one thing you have to take into it is people, and I'll, I'll just end this quickly, honest, it'll be quickly. People may have looked at Arsenal and Tottenham, well, Arsenal's situation more than Tottenham because they've actually got a good manager in charge of them. I'll give them that much, right? Mm. Arsenal. Were people fans and that were looking at them going, what makes you think having a year out of European football of how disastrously you've been when you've been in it and shown you can't cope in Europe because you go out of Europe and have a crap season? What makes you think having a season out and then trying to get into a league race makes you ready for it? I think the difference is that if Leicester get asked that question next season, going, oh, what, what makes you think you're going to be ready for European football if you get it next season? is we, we've never shown that we can't handle both competitions because this season was different to the last two seasons, wasn't it, with our injury list? We have managed to show we can go on both fronts because we've got to the knockout rounds. We've got 
a European spot in the league. This season, I'll let it go. Now, next season, this is where Rodgers can really prove his credentials if he's got a fully fit squad and really prove he's the man to drive us forward because he's got to iron out the the, the, the kinks yep. in this side yep. and then it's over to him. Yes or no answers. Uh, Rodgers, another, another season? Yeah. Agreed. And not a yes or no answer, but one or the other, Roma or Feyenoord, who do you want to win it? I know it's one of those, like, who, who gives a shit, really, but... Um, you know what? Because I've said it I said it before, and I've mentioned it about the old Ancelotti washed-up thing and, and, the, and the laughing jokes that all Tottenham fans and that gave him. I kind of like Jose. Maybe I'm the only arsehole in the group that likes him, but I do. I do like him. No, I, no, I'm no, no, no. I like him, and I think he he showed... He got a lot of respect from me, and, OK, he may have been told to do it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But you know, when he put that reef at the uh, the foot of the uh, Vichai's statue, yeah. um, he didn't have to do it. You know, yeah. as a club, they didn't have to do it, and he did it. You know, his little cheeky interruption of um, uh, Brendan when he's been interviewed after the first leg about the bottle of wine, and that reminded me of the the Jose we saw at the start of the. Um, at the start, you know, when he first came to England. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, for me, I don't really care, ultimately, if it's Spinal or Roma, but for, for my little soft spot towards Mr. Jose, if, if Roma win it, I'm, I've, I've also been an advocate of if you're going to lose a competition, at least lose it to the team that goes on to win it. Unless well, it's that's the other win. thing as well, isn't yeah. it? If, we, yeah. if Roma win it, we can say we were beaten by the winners. Yeah, unless it's Nottingham Forest and if they come and give us stuff that they got knocked out, I was happy to see them get knocked out because their biggest day out like this season was Luke beating us. Yes, yes. Well done, Bournemouth. Yes, make them yeah, go into well the uh, final. To, a, a double whammy there. I get I get a chance to go and see Leicester at Bournemouth, which is a, a bus ride away, and uh, it, you knocked out Forest at the same time. Brad, thank you so much, young man. No worries, buddy. I've enjoyed it. I know, I know somebody's waiting for you, so I will let you go. And I will see you sort of um, 4.30-ish, 4.45 on Sunday to do the Everton post-match. Oh, yeah, God, I forgot we started with football to play this season. Well, let's just hope with the freedom and the all eyes on, on preparing for next season, let's hope we actually can do this thing called win on Sunday, because we haven't done that in a while. So, yes. let's see, mate. Indeed. Take care. Thanks very much. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad. And don't forget to follow him at Full Time Focus and follow and subscribe to his um, YouTube channel, A Matter of Opinion, which can also be found on Spotify as well because it is a podcast rather than a video cast. So, Make sure you go and give that a listen. If for no other reason, then he has some truly amazing guests on. Uh, and, and, and I can't say I can't say what they are, but you know, got some of uh, And of course, the, the the topic we covered this week was um, should the should women managers be able to manage men's teams in in the Premier League, Championship, League One, etc. So I'm going to leave you with these now. Um, 
and we're going to have a look at just a few comments that Brendan made and Jose made after the game and some a, a few stats. Um, uh, Brendan saying, in the second half, we were much better. We imposed ourselves and made changes. In the first half, it wasn't aggressive enough. The players kept going until the very end, but we couldn't find that big chance. There wasn't in the many many in the game for both teams. We saw that with the stats earlier. There wasn't a lot of big chances either way. I would have just liked to have a few more mini chances, if I'm honest with you, Brendan. Uh, on corners, the corner. It's been our problem all season. We have tried every structure in the box, man-marking and zonal, but clearly we lack physicality in the team to deal with certain situations consistently, and that has cost us tonight. Well, I'll tell you what, Brendan, and I'm not going to go at you. Well, I'm kind of having to go at you here. Vestergaard, six foot seven, on the bloody bench. Simple as, simple as. Uh, it's been a great journey for us in Europe in the last couple of years. We have a lot of young players that are finding the way, and this was a great experience for them. This will provide motivation for them next season. We just missed out, so we're disappointed, but we need to finish the season strongly now and look to progress in the summer for next season. Leicester have conceded 82 goals this season, the most of any Premier League club, with 22 of those coming from set pieces, 27% excluding penalties, and 17 coming from corners, 21%. You could say, tell us something we don't know, guys, couldn't you really? Uh, and Jose, with two UEFA Champions League and two UEFA Europa League UEFA Cup successes to his name, Mourinho wants to become the first coach to win all three current men's UEFA club competitions. He's both a serial winner and an expert in dealing with pressure at the highest level. That That is very true. That was Jose. And I thought there was another one that I've missed off, but no, it's not there, so I can't go through that one with you. Um, good luck, good luck to them in the uh, in the final. Um, like we say, it is nice to go out to the um, eventual winners. You know what? I can remember uh, as, as, a, as a young lad, so it was like probably black and white TV days. But they said it's worse to lose in the semi final than it is in the final. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I'm going to take this now for the rest of the season and probably into, into next season as well. Leicester made it. Leicester City, little old Leicester, made it to the semi-final of a European competition. We did the same as Manchester City and Liverpool. That's not bad. Think about it. We're going to be back at 1.30 on Sunday and we are going to be doing a watch along for the Everton show. I'm still after an Everton fan, so if anybody knows one, please push them my way. And then obviously the post-match show on um, straight after at 4.30. Do you know what? It's going to be an interesting game because we've got nothing to play for. So are the shackles going to be let off? Are we going to be allowed to play? You know, like once you get relegated, like Norwich, you know, you just you go out and, you know, you can play with the freedom that you hadn't got had before. Um, but Everton, Everton are fighting. They are fighting. They're in the bottom three at the moment. And it was a different... Well, they've only won one away game all season. So, yeah, kind of guess. That means they're going to beat us, doesn't it? Hey, we're Leicester.
it happens. Fingers crossed, though. Fingers crossed. Thanks very much to everybody. Like I say, please, if you're watching on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, uh, hit the subscribe button if you've not subscribed yet. It really does help the channel. Um, smash the likes for this video if you've enjoyed it and press the notification button. We do six or seven shows a week. Never miss one if your notification button's on. And if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you very much. And do remember, you can just ask your smart speaker to pray the podcast Lester Till I Die and you can hear me in full podcast volume. I will see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. As I say, we were in a semi-final. We were lost by one goal. See you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.